Hold on to me as we go As we roll down this unfamiliar road And although this wave is stringing us along Just know you're not alone Cause I'm gonna make this place your Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfie with Remax Escarpment, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamperin and Phil Golfie. Good Saturday morning. Once again, this is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. The number to call if you're buying or selling a home is 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. They're all over Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at RobGolfie. Check them out on Facebook. And if you haven't done so already, download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. If you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team, send them an email. That email address is questions at robgolfie.com. Questions at robgolfie.com. Lots to get to today, including is the future of real estate in the hands of millennials? Dare we say. They're in control of the world right now. We're going to talk about that in a matter of minutes here. (laughs) I know Phil has lots to say about this. He's a millennial. (laughs) Uh, We'll begin, though, with the November real estate stats from the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington. Top line numbers here, 955 sales last month. Sales actually down from October and September, but they're up from November of 2018 by 5.5%. The average price for residential properties increasing by 5.6% from November of 2018 to just over $591,000. And the uh, Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington president says, quote, this decrease in listings and a higher ratio of solds to listings indicate that the market is currently an opportune time for sellers to consider listing so sellers let's get going right this is it um uh, we're coming up into uh the, uh the first you know into the new year right now we're still you know beginning of december and uh i would probably start getting your house ready you know and getting it ready for sale for next year because there is a a, a low inventory of listings and uh, now is the time to get things ready even right now even putting your house up for sale in december because right now you got the serious sellers and the serious buyers out there you eliminated all the tire kickers Mm -hmm. out there so if anybody's looking at your house you know they're serious and they're looking to buy so um so timing right now and plus the inventory is low for sellers and buyers that you might be able to get a couple of good deals right, right. now. And yeah. you're not necessarily going to move before Christmas. I mean, this no. move is going to be February-ish, right? Yeah, February. Yeah, February. And sometimes people get a little bit nervous on um, selling a house at this time of the year because if they get a closing date of January, February, they don't know. Like, we don't know what the weather is going to be. We could have a, a, a heavy storm on the day of closing. Yeah. So here's my thing is that if you're planning on – if you're renting and you want to buy a house – you give yourself two weeks to move into that house. So you, if there is a storm the day that you planned on moving, you guys can delay that that moving day because you got two weeks to move in. Now, if you own a house and you're buying a house, if you can bridge, and again, bridge for two weeks. Mm-hmm. So again, because because we don't know what the weather like. If we have a a nice storm, it just becomes sloppy and messy, and you know movers are m- moving in and uh, walking in and bringing all your stuff and all this slushy stuff. And I understand. 
that you may have to, uh, you know, uh, book your, your mover. But here's the best thing. Book your mover on a Tuesday or Wednesday to move in. And you might be able to reschedule it because they're not that busy that day. So just, uh, you know, just, you know, I know it's, you know, you got to be careful. It just depends on, you know, in fe- especially January, February. Those are yeah. big key months for uh, uh, for storm weathers. Uh, more top line uh, numbers before we dive into some of the neighborhoods here with the uh, November statistics. Uh, Burlington, Hamilton, both up in terms of average sale price from November of 2018 to last month. New listings down and average days on market down considerably in both communities as well. Burlington, last year at this time, the average days on market, 38.4 days down to 25.3. And in Hamilton, uh, 35.9, so about 36 days on market in 2018 in November to almost 31 days. So uh, when the houses are going up for sale, they're going quickly, the, uh, quicker than they were last November. They are. They, they're uh, they're moving fast. Uh, there's uh, more buyers out there than there are sellers, but the buyers are aware of price. So uh, if they price it right, they're probably going to do a lot better than uh, if they overprice it, and it'll uh, and then they'll just end up dropping the price. Yeah. But they, yeah, it's 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 a good market out there right now. Let's dive into uh, some of the neighborhoods. So what's catching your eye in the month of November? November. I'm I'm looking at uh, the uh, w- what's really increased here is uh, I know Hamilton East. They did it uh, everywhere. It's gone up. Everywhere. Everywhere except Glanbrook. And, <laughs> That's the only one, eh? And Flamborough. Yeah. <laughs> Flamborough has gone down. It's be, you know what? And th- those areas are tough because uh, we don't, not many houses sell, and then you get, right. you get, you know, liars. Yeah. So you, you really got to deep, deep digger deeper in that one. You can't just go by month. You have to go basically by the full year right. for to find out average sale price. <laughs> but pretty well, most of them, average sale price has gone up in, in, uh, in most uh, regions. Mm-hmm. Like Hamilton Center is up. Uh, Hamilton Mountain is up, uh, uh, Dundas is up, uh, Ancaster, it, it's up a bit, not much. And uh, Water Down is a little bit down, not much down, but again, it's expensive areas. Not that many houses sell in that area, so it's hard to. Now, Stony Creek, it's obviously, that's upper and lower Stony Creek. And it's actually down a bit uh, for the month of November, and, and it's hard to tell what, what, what the cause of that is. Uh, Burlington is uh, up quite a uh, is up quite a bit, and uh, uh, where, where else do we have here? Uh, Grimsby, Grimsby's down just a tad. Hmm. Yeah, uh, this they, is the plateau uh, area. This is the flat yeah. line. They're flat line. They yeah. flat line. So Grimsby, if you buy, uh, they'll they'll have another jump soon. Uh, so Grimsby's always good. And then uh, West Lincoln, there's zero stats there. They basically they didn't sell any. <laughs> no <November>. home sold <laughs> in November. <laughs> so here, here's what caught my eye in 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 terms of number of sales from 2018 uh, to 2019, November to November. Uh, up in Hamilton West, up Hamilton East, up Hamilton Center, slightly down, relatively flat on the mountain, flat in Flamborough, up in Dundas, flat in Ancaster, and a flat in Stony Creek up in Glanbrook, and a little bit down in Burlington. So in terms of activity, there's a lot of homes changing hands in yeah. November compared to last year. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And then you're going to find that, um, like, like house prices... Like if you buy, and it's hard to it's hard to figure out what how these stats run because, is it when somebody bought two months ago and it closes in right. November? Okay, and I yeah, think right. that's what it is. So when I was looking at some of the stats uh, from past five years, month over month, it, it shows that people that may have bought in January but closed in April, you'll see you'll see um, a height in in the April numbers 
when it comes to closings because that's when, you know, like a lot of activity starts happening in the new year. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's saying, hey, I'm going to buy a house in the new year. You know, kids are getting married. We want to get find them a house, right. you know, all that kind of stuff. So it, 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 it's hard to find out. Is It's based on closings for that month. And uh, so, so those numbers are really two to three months prior, mm-hmm. I, in my opinion, on 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 this. So, okay. so, so whatever November uh, solds are are based on uh, what what sold prior. So, but that's what closed in that month. Yeah, yeah. Another thing that caught my eye in November too. So, uh, average sale price in Hamilton East, Hamilton Center, around four hundred thousand dollars. Average price in the mountain. About five hundred thousand dollars. Stony Creek around six hundred thousand dollars. Ancaster seven hundred thousand, and Burlington about eight hundred thousand. So with every neighborhood, you're going up almost a hundred thousand dollars. That's right. Yeah, no kidding. It's uh, so so. It's like uh, coming in and finding out what kind of car you want. <laughs> so exactly. A Hyundai or uh, or uh, a Chevrolet or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a drive until you can afford. Right? That's what it you, is. You drive yeah. down the QEW until you can afford it. Right. Until you find something a, a price. It's almost like a monopoly board. Yeah, it is. Exactly. Yeah. If yeah. you can't afford Park Place or Boardwalk, well, you're going to have to backtrack so, a little bit. So what happens is a lot of people, they move to, uh, like Central Hamilton, East Hamilton uh, when they start, mm-hmm. and then they go up in the mountain, then from the mountain, the West Mountain, West Mountain to Ancaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's how it goes. So uh, they all, uh, that's that's how the life cycle goes in uh, in, right. in most people that are from, from Hamilton. You brought some stats for uh, the Niagara region as well, and these are interesting too. Niagara Falls, uh, in terms of the average sale price, uh, up 5%. Niagara Falls seems to be a pretty healthy market with a lot of GTA slash retirees yeah. going there. Yeah. I thought, you know what, that's a pretty big number for 415 415,000 yeah. for Niagara Falls it's uh, like it's getting up there and uh, now if you look at November of of uh, 2016 it was at 310,000 wow holy cow like like it's gone up over 100 grand in 2 years yeah. that's 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 a significant amount uh so anyway uh, but yeah they they Niagara Falls is strong but St. Catharines is the big uh, okay, big let's winner? Think, yeah, up twenty percent. Yeah, year one over of the year. fastest wow. growing housing markets in all of Canada. So yeah. what's going on there? It's um, it's it's not as far as Niagara Falls, right? And uh, it's still you know uh, not that far from Hamilton, maybe twenty minutes, and it's probably another you know from St. Catharines to St. Cat St. Catharines to Toronto. People say I can I can handle the drive mm-hmm. and uh, and they're doing it. So we're getting a lot of as people long as there, there isn't a crash in the skyway. Yeah, that's it. As long as there's no <laughs> major major. Oh, they pray. Everybody prays yeah, every day yes. on the road. Every day. But but Niagara Falls, we're getting more. I think more retirees move into Niagara Falls. And but we still are getting uh, commuters are going to St. Catharines. St. Catharines right now is is a massive hub for investors. So what, what's happened in Hamilton uh, is a lot of investors that that came down from the GTA. It's that they're not getting the cap rates or they're not getting the flip rates that they're looking for. They're not getting the return on investment that that they were they were getting before. There's just too many investors that have flooded the market. So what people are doing is they're heading to St. Catharines and they're able to to make you know make a little bit more money on a secure investment. There's less competition amongst investors, less less you know situations in terms of multiple offers, and and they're finding that that people are you know flipping homes or turning around homes or buying investment properties, and they're making a good good amount of change on them right now. Uh, we got some stats uh, from Welland as well. We'll get to that in a matter of minutes, but I do want to mention uh, one thing. So the difference really, when, when, when looking at, we'll get to Welland in a minute. <laughs> the difference between Niagara Falls and St. Catharines in terms of price is about forty grand or right. so, which isn't exorbitant, but if you want to be a little closer to Toronto, 
uh, again, that's a, you know, St. another Catharines highlight. St. is your best bet. Yeah. It has a little bit more to offer, right? There, there's there's the, there, yeah. the massive hub for, uh, uh, you know, the university hub. There's, you know, the, the massive hospital there. There's just, you know, the, you know a little bit more secure and better downtown. A lot core. of industry. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, they, they've now moved the university downtown. There's a lot, you know, a, good restaurants. It's a lot more diverse yeah, community. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when we come back, yes, we'll touch on Welland as well and a host of other topics, including is the future of real estate in the hands of millennials. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Garmin Realty, the Golfie team. Find them online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. On Twitter and Instagram, the handle is at Rob Golfie. Like them on Facebook and download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast still to come buying and selling during the winter Rob you touched on that in segment number one we'll uh, circle around to that topic in a matter of minutes we'll also talk about the future of real estate is it really in the hands of millennials but we're going through the Realtors Association of Hamilton Burlington November statistics uh, things are looking up in terms of sales average price uh, both on the way up uh, compared to uh, November of 2018 uh, and we referenced Welland before the break and Welland is also seeing a bit of an increase and this is interesting Welland is like uh it's 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 it, it's it's a small it's I'm not you know Welland is <laughs> tough it's tough Welland's a tough it's hard to describe I used to live in Welland okay okay you did I, I so, lived in Welland for two glorious months okay okay so was, you and you moved out quick what's their what's their quick. tagline it's it's the Rose no. the Rose City yeah the Rose City that's the, what the that's Rose. what I'm saying so that's Welland is. Welland is off the beaten path it's a silo. It's a silo. Right. It's like uh, it's like almost like Smithville, well, but not as bad as Smithville. Uh, no, no, no. Offense Smithville's to not as bad as uh, <laughs> well. You know what it is? It's it's what what it is is that you have to. It takes twenty minutes to get to the highway Anywhere, to get to yeah. where you want to go. Yeah. So so if you live in Welland, you basically work in 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 the Niagara Peninsula. Yeah. You're not going. No be, one's commuting. No, well, very no, little. No, so so basically, you're a Niagara uh, person that works there too, yep. Yep. Uh, because it's just out in left field, and it and it it's a great community. There, mm-hmm. I'm not saying anything bad about the community. House prices don't go up as fast as other communities along the Queen Elizabeth Way. Right. But it makes these numbers interesting, though. But you know who's but you know who's moving into Welland? Who's that? A lot of retirees. So uh, people are buying these big golf courses in uh, Welland. Uh, developers are buying them. And, you know, people are buy, buying these houses that back on the golf courses. Now they're being converted into subdivisions. <laughs> and they're a little bit upset. Yeah. But, a little bit. Yeah, uh, they're <laughs> quite a bit upset, these, uh, these home buyers that are coming from out of town. So we just sold a few that they they bought a membership at the golf course and they back onto the golf course and okay. golf course and now they're upset now the golf because a developer bought it they're not even taking care of the golf course anymore it's all weeds and everything growing because they're waiting for it you know yeah. for the approvals to start developing it right but Welland doesn't go up as fast as other areas and and it's just it goes up but and that's why the house prices there are a lot less than the other uh, areas of uh, the Niagara, Niagara but just yeah. because of you know, Niagara Falls St. Catharines is right along the Queen E corridor. 
but uh, but yeah, there you know the average sale price you know closing on is three hundred sixty eight or three hundred sixty nine thousand. Mm-hmm. And if you look, which is up five percent from last year, up five percent from last year. Now, if you go over if you go over the past three to four years, you'll see it's gone up a bit over the years. Yeah. Not not significant. There's no huge gains. No, there. not not huge gains. So if you buy, you can buy a rental. In, in Welland, it'll cover itself, mm-hmm. no problem, but you're going to have slow growth. Uh, but if I think you'll have better growth in Niagara Falls and better growth in St. Catharines, but you're going to pay more money for it. So mm-hmm. it, 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 it levels out. But uh, but when, when the real growth, when there's big spurts uh, of uh, real estate, you're going to do better in St. Catharines and Niagara right. Falls if you're in the Niagara area. Interesting to note. So the starting price this year in January was, or the average price in January, three hundred fifty-six thousand, and now it's three hundred sixty-eight thousand, which is not a huge jump. No. Uh, in St. Catharines, the starting price this year was three hundred seventy-four thousand. It's up to four forty-three. Yeah, that's see, a little see, snippet of how. Yeah, so it's just it's different. There you the go. Markets are. You know, it's a little mini city. It's it's a mini city of Hamilton. So and so, they've got a bit. Of, you know, it's it's pretty. We got a lot of industry there now. How tough is is it to sell well probably within if you're moving within the city it's probably not hard to sell no. because you know you're, you're within the market that's right but to entice someone to look at Wellens from elsewhere whether it's Hamilton or even St. Catharines they it's, might be looking to it's affordability that's what it is yeah. it's easy it's easy you like we've we've got a lot of clients out there they came from Toronto and they're living there they probably sold their house for 1.5 million they bought for th- 400,000 yeah like it's like they won the lottery, mm-hmm. and uh, but but the problem there is if they live there too long and they want to go back to Toronto, they can't because yeah. yeah because because Toronto prices have keep going up right. and up, not as fast as well in prices. So it, once you go, it's 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 a one way door really. Yeah. yeah, we haven't really talked about that. It, it is really a one way street. Once you're out, you're out it's of, impossible. You're to out of the game. Yeah, to get back right? in. Yeah, because yeah. prices aren't going down. Yeah. It, Go, go ahead. No, I was going to say, it, it's it's you don't get that appreciation value that you would get in Toronto right. here. And, and, and then combined with the land transfer taxes and the real estate taxes, if you're it's any, not worth it. Anytime you're moving twice in, in, in less than you know two years, it's it's you're going to take a hit just yeah. due to the fees that are associated with making a move. And you know, and then when you add add the difference in appreciation from Toronto and in comparison to Welland, or even Toronto in comparison to Hamilton, mm-hmm. it's, you know, going back is is such a massive jump. And maybe you get to you get a little bit comfortable with the lower mortgage payments, the lower taxes, and then all of a sudden it's a it's a whole new world going back into Toronto and paying you know you know. And plus, they got the you know the land transfer taxes is is, is almost it's yeah, double it's right. Double. It's, it's incredible. So it's it's hard. But we we've seen people do it. We've seen people that you know. Move from Burlington to Beamsville and, and then back to Burlington a year and a half, two years later, just due to the fact that, uh, you know, they weren't comfortable or, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, they want to be back closer to friends mm-hmm. and family. So, and, and, you know, there there are situations that, that happen that way. And, and, you know, it's so funny, you know, when you talk to people that change jobs. We, we I recently had a client that got a job, moved from Niagara Falls to Dundas. And, and you know, they lived in Niagara Falls in a massive, you know, 3,200 square foot house, backyard pool. And, and they wanted to do a lateral move um, in terms of a price. And they went from, you know, this... this Palatial estate. Oh, it was incredible for what they got in Niagara Falls for the amount of money that they paid and paying the exact amount 
and Dundas was like, you know, they had to they had to sit their kids down and talk to them and say, hey, listen, you guys are going to have to get more comfortable. Share and, a bedroom. Yeah, and, and living in the same rooms and yeah. living in the same same environments because, you know, we're, we got 2,400 square feet in a small backyard now, and, hmm. and that's, you know, that's the way it goes. Interesting. Yeah. All right, on to our uh, next topic is the future of real estate in the hands of millennials. Great article in uh, Forbes uh, where this author is talking about uh, the future of the real estate industry really in the hands of uh, one of our young generations uh, and she writes I started pondering this question after meeting with an investor who was chatting about his kids you guessed it they're Millennials and their lack of desire to commit to the ownership of pretty much anything including a car or apartment in favor of wholeheartedly dedicating themselves to the intangible such as learning new skills travel and experiences so how unmotivated are some Millennial house buyers are they kind of wishy-washy or the ones that are looking are committed to moving? It depends on the circle of people that they're in. Now, if there's a circle of uh, uh, millennials that are hanging around and you find one's buying a house and they feel kind of a little bit, obli- not obligated, but kind, kind of, of pressured, pressured, yeah. right. pressured to, uh, I, you know, I better be doing the same thing. But if they're, there's a lot of millennials living downtown Toronto and they're all renting, right? And they're happy. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, this is great. I have no commitment. I can pack. I can give 60 days notice. I'm out of here. Yeah. I don't have the car. I, I can travel anywhere I want. Those those millennials, it's they'll be probably in their 30s or 40s before they actually commit to something, even a relationship, uh, you know, for marriage. <laughs> and and they and they and it takes them a long time to even think to have a, a child themselves. Right. Like they go, like, do we really want a kid? Like yeah. this is going to affect our lifestyle. You Did know you just I mean? give Phil a nudge, by the way? <laughs> That's or? it. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do you want to get into that now or later? No, we'll do it. We'll do it later. That's another show. Yeah. The, um, uh, the thing that stuck out to me in this article was the ownership. The ownership. Yes. It, yeah, and it, it, it can you know. Obviously, it's going to vary by city. I mean, I mean Hamilton, you know, from from Hamilton to Niagara, there's a little bit more options, a little bit more affordability that that would support a young millennial to get into the market, which which is you know more attractive to to you know my age group or or the whole you know millennial population. But when you, I think when you get into like the Toronto's and the suburbs, and then and then you can combine that with the Vancouver's and maybe some of the Montreal's, like those big cities, I don't even think it's a thought. Like I I think it's. It's it's a it's a situation where it's completely passed by and said you know you just accept that you know I'm probably not going to own a house until you know I move out of the city and, and and that's just the reality of the situation and what people are living in and and I think it's it's you know if you're living in those big metropolitan cities with the with the robust housing market and the the appreciation and values that are moving so quickly it, you just accept the fact that you know you know I'm going to be comfortable in, in in terms of renting and. And, you know, hopefully I can save enough that when I move out of the city, I can buy something. Right. And, and, and that's that's just the situation that mm-hmm. that that we're living in for 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 young people. Yeah. This article says only 48 percent of millennials believe that buying a home is a good investment, mainly because of the lack of affordability. So if you're one of those cities that Philip mentioned, home ownership, whether you're a millennial or not, yeah. is probably a pipe dream for a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and I think like it, it's so funny that if you looked at somebody who who could have bought you know, in Toronto four years ago, or, or, you know, if they said, oh, if I first bought when I moved to the city or if I, you know what I mean? There's always those. Now. Yeah. It's, it's, you know I mean? it's like, yeah. it's like you're completely set up for the rest of your life. If mm-hmm. you own a condo downtown Toronto, if, yeah. you, if you had bought four or five years ago, but you can say the same thing about it now. Like there's the, the, the economic forecasts show absolutely no signs of this appreciation slowing down. We have, you know, hundreds of thousands of new immigrants coming to our country every single year. 
particularly in, in the GTA, that's going to influence and appreciate that housing market that if you can get into the market now, I mean, you know, five years from now, you, you, you might be saying the same thing. You know, mm -hmm. I'm happy that I purchased. So does there come a point where those millennials, uh, whether they buy a house or not, they'll be looking to the outside of one of those major metropolitan cities, hence Hamilton being a hotspot? Yeah, I think that if you're, the sooner that you're able to get to one of those, like the sooner that you're able to achieve home ownership is it's a forced savings account and opportunity to build equity fast. Right. And what, what we've seen is we've seen individuals, you know, from my own experience alone, who work downtown Toronto, who live downtown Toronto, who are paying rent, who, who see this opportunity and they understand that, you know, I might not be able to afford a property in Toronto right now, but I'm going to go buy an investment property in Hamilton, something that I might be able to move into later on mm -hmm. or something that I might move to, but it, it allows me to, you know, to build equity there now and maybe make that move down the road while still living and renting out their, their Toronto apartment, right. right? So we we've seen that 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 happen a ton, and that and that's that's a great thing. Like the fastest the fastest way, if you know, if you want to own a property in Toronto, is buy one just outside of Toronto and and, and make that move back, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, yeah, it's much easier. Yeah. This article also touches on uh, you know millennials rather be doing something else. So you know life experiences, learning those new skills, uh, they'll worry about home ownership at a later date. Yeah, that couldn't be more true. They'd. Millennials would rather go on a world tour to Southeast Asia or As Europe. As opposed to buying a house. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, we've seen the cost of travel go up just as much. Like like a flight to Florida, and I'm just talking Florida, used to be, you know, you can get a, a round trip flight for 150, 200 bucks. Now you go on and look at flights. It's like six, 700 bucks round trip American. Hmm. Like that's, you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're close to a thousand bucks with fees and taxes and right. and whatever else. And you haven't even, you know, that's just your flight alone. So, you know, the cost of travel is, has gone through the roof and, you know, it hasn't stopped, you know, millennials slowing down. And, and, and every time you scroll through Instagram or Twitter, it's someone's on a new someone's trip. Someone's on a vacation pit. Petting, yeah. a, petting an elephant. <laughs> so what, 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 what they're doing now, there's a, there's a, a major bank, uh, they're offering a, um, a default insured borrowed down payment program. So basically it says that, uh, uh, and this is one of the major banks. The BMO Default Insured Borrowed Down Payment Program lets you borrow your entire down payment subject to a maximum down payment of 99, no, sorry, 9.99% of the purchase price of your home. So basically, you can borrow almost 10% and uh, to use as a down payment without um, having to have a gift. Like a lot of people, a lot of parents will say, well, I'm gifting my down yeah, payment yeah. to my kids. Uh, but now what they're doing is they want to attract more buyers into the marketplace. So the program features any portion of the down payment can be from borrowed resources subject to a maximum of 9.9% of the purchase price. Loan to value must be within 90.01% to 95%. Property value must be less than a uh, million dollars must be owner occupied purchase must be insured by a mortgage default insurer a higher default uh, insurance premium applies so so your CMHC fees are probably going to be at you know probably at 4.75 I'm not sure what the the, the highest rate non-traditional down payment sources may include unsecured personal loans or lines of credit financial gifts from non-immediate family members so this is coming up the pipe none of the banks are really showing this in public but mm -hmm. you, they're starting to do this so it's kind of like under the radar because if, if one starts advertising this then the other ones do it so it they're trying explodes, to right? they're kind of they're kind of doing like an, an underground thing hey listen if you want if you don't have the down payment but your credit rating is great 
um, we can get you the down payment to buy that house, which is a great thing because yeah. that's the hardest thing right now is is young people, they can't save the down payment because the cost of can't get their car, their 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 apartment, and, and their trial, like everything. So they're able to borrow the down payment, get a house, and then stop the uh, hmm. inflation. Now they're part of the the the, the home ownership uh, program with everybody in Canada. Do you sell a home differently to a millennial or a millennial couple than you would any other age demo? Whether it's boomers, Gen Xers? I think they're a lot... I think... I don't know. I think they're, they're looking for different things. They, they're looking for different things and, and they're pretty specific on what they want. And as soon as they walk in, they know they know if it's the right thing or not. They're, I don't think they're as much as the boomers are. Boomers are like, you know, it's like we're... Millennials... They 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 just want a place to sit down, watch TV, yeah. but they're not they're not. As the boomers are more specific in what they're looking for because yeah, they right? have more they have they, more skin in the game. Well, they well, have more boomers are going to stay home game. more, but no, they, they have they they've they've lived in homes before where they have more experience in what's important to them, right? right like right. like you know, for me, like storage, like I don't think about storage <laughs> when I walk into a house. It's just like <laughs> right. you know what I mean. You look around <laughs> until you it's, need it's it, good, and then You're like, oh, and I then all of a sudden I start shopping house shopping with anybody who's sixty plus, and they they always talk about lack of storage or. And I, I look, I go, how you know, what do you have? Like yeah. junk, you know, it's a full, yeah, it's, it's a massive kitchen. Yeah. And they'll, you the learn. first thing they'll say is, you know, there's not enough covers. And I'm like looking around, I'm like, <laughs> not enough covers. You want to come look at my condo? You want to talk about not enough covers? So yeah. it's, it's, I mean, storage is always one of the biggest things when you're, when you're shopping with boomers. Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when it's a millennial, I, they want something that, that most of the times, you know, something that they don't, they can walk in turnkey, drop their bags, set up and, 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 and you know, they know it's, it, they're worried about where am I putting the TV? You know, how loud is the sound system? And away you go. It's more social. <laughs> Millennials, right, it's yeah. more social. Yeah. It's, it's, where, you know, where is everybody, you know, where can we go for, you know, a quick bite to eat? Uh, you know, maybe some shopping and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because they're, they're not, they don't plan on, you know, coming home from work and watching TV all night. They, right, they plan right. on coming home, on the dropping town, the right? changing and going back out and, and hanging out, having a few drinks with their friends. Yeah. And, so, so they're not necessarily doing dinner parties at their house. No, they no, they don't. They don't. Yeah, like they're like you think about it. These are five six hundred square foot uh, condos they're buying, right? And they got galley kitchens, like small, like and there's not enough. Like you barely could fit four people for a dinner party. So <laughs> yeah. max capacity. Yeah. Four so capacity, so I mean, it's like uh, you know. So there's uh, they're they're not looking for entertainment. They're looking for living and then going out to be entertained someplace else. Interesting stuff. Still to come, we'll talk about a Supreme Court decision on real estate data that is said to have benefited consumers. We'll dive into that and also talk about buying and selling during the winter. You're listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. You are listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Scartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com is the website. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. At Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram. Like them on Facebook and download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you have a question for the Golfie team, the email address is questions at Rob Golfie. 
robgolfie.com. Again, that's questions at robgolfie.com. You can also supply us with some topic ideas if you have them as well. Still to come, buying and selling during the winter. There's an article in the Globe and Mail. The headline is, Supreme Court decision on real estate data said to have benefited consumers spurred innovation. So this is a story about uh, an individual in Toronto who wanted to list his condominium uh, and decided to try a uh, try a private sale in his uh, neighborhood and basically went online and gathered a bunch of sales data from past sales to figure out, you know, what should I list my property for? Um, you know, good on him for doing this, but uh, as we've talked about in the past, there's probably a thousands upon thousands of dollars that this person is is leaving on the table. For sure. He's not getting the, the full exposure that uh, um, a, a, a true, uh, like uh, having a realtor list it. Uh, you, you lose a little bit of that exposure. Um, it depends on the, on, the, on the market too. Like, I mean, uh, good for him. Like somebody says, hey, I want to see your house at uh, two o'clock on, uh, tomorrow. Right. Does he have the time to leave his work, show the house at two o'clock and, and, and hopefully the guy shows up and, and views the house. And if he doesn't, then this guy just lost his afternoon at his yeah. job. Um, and that could have been the sale that, if, he, if he can't yeah. go. It, it, exactly. Right? So so th- it, people try it for about a couple of weeks. And usually after a couple of weeks, they realize they should have hired somebody else to do it. And I understand completely. They, they you know, they're, they're trying to save money uh, because of, uh, of the fees. But they also lose money because they could have got more money if they did hire a realtor. Mm-hmm. Now... Showing data on uh, what houses have sold in neighborhoods and everything, that's fine. I mean, it's good for them to know because it makes our job easier because they're more educated because they re- they realize after that, you know, hey, Joe down the street had his house listed for 750000 but they don't know that it only sold for $600,000. Mm-hmm. they will know that now. Right. Uh, and so you're going to see, see more and more apps coming out in the next few years on sales. Uh, and uh, and uh, there's one app I, I'm looking at right now, and, and uh, but it only goes back, I think, a year. I'm not sure if it doesn't go back that far. Really? So there's only uh, only so, so far you can go back and get that information. The difference, too, if you are selling privately is you don't have the experience of forecasting what's to come or, or what the market is kind of telling you. And I remember just a couple of years ago, it was before the big boom uh, or uh, just on yeah. the cusp of the big boom. Yeah. You're saying, hey, changes are coming here. The wind government at the time yeah. is implementing all these changes. You know, get ready for the sticker shock, so to speak. That's right. Yeah, like like they don't know the feel of what's going on in, uh, in the marketplace, the pulse. That, that's what they don't have. Mm-hmm. We have the pulse. We know uh, what's happening and what's going on, the calls coming in, the appointments that are being generated for viewing uh, the listings right. and all our listings. We have all those data. So we could say, hey, listen, th- there's been a, an upswing in people viewing homes Right now, that shows you if there if there if there's an upswing in people viewing homes, that means in 60 to 90 days there's a lot of closings happening, or in the next 30 days a lot of homes are going to be sold. Yeah. Now, if there's a downswing in uh, people viewing homes, we'll know that too, and just say, hey, listen, just calm down, relax. There's a little bit of a downswing. We'll hold off on the market. Let's not drop the price. Let's just see what happens, mm-hmm. and then wait for the upswing to happen. So we have that data. That's the thing that people privately for sale don't have. So we can we know we have the pulse. Like I said, we have the pulse on yeah. the market. Uh, another thing they won't uh, realize is, you know, did they did they price it accordingly and when to drop the price? Mm-hmm. Because they won't have that pulse. No. Right? No. I think when it comes down to listing the property by yourself is it's easy to do, right? Anybody any, can any, do it. Any, anybody anyone can do it. Can do it. And, and that's not, you know, if you're going to hire somebody just to come list your property, throw up on uh, throw it up on the market and and pray and wait and see who comes and buys it then yeah do do that yourself but you know 
where where our advantage comes in and, and you know for many realtors the the advantage of using us or or using any realtor is the exposure that you're going to get but not not just that exposure it's when you have to deal with an offer and you have those questions it's the support that comes with an offer presentation or the support that comes with how to deal with an offer and that's something that we you know we've done you know hundreds hundreds of times yeah, a, a, a year yeah it's 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 something that you know we experience every single day of our lives so you know when we're able to offer that support and make somebody feel comfortable and and, and not panic through that process it's it's you know the 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 expertise and experience that goes along with with that mm-hmm. it's not just listing well, the property right it's 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 a lot more than that yeah. for i'll give you two quick examples with the same person we had this lady she was uh wanted to put her house up for sale we saw her um in um uh, i guess october november of uh 2018 i said to her let's list middle of january get the house on the market i said i'll get you maximum dollars and we did sold within uh, i think two to three weeks we sold it she was thrilled everybody else after tried to get that number on her street they couldn't hmm. then then just recently uh, she closed on a condo uh in uh, stony creek on shoreview and uh, she took possession about three weeks ago and we we're now now she asked me for my expertise what should i price it at because because the the condo, the developer had two for sale, so I suggest we listed at uh, two fifty seven. Uh, sorry, three hundred fifty seven thousand, and uh, and uh, and hopefully we get something quick. They had theirs listed at, at three three sixty four. I sold it within a week for three fifty five. She just took possession. She took possession of it two weeks prior, and we had a, a one week closing. So she hasn't even made the first mortgage payment yet. Wow! And I sold her. I sold her condo. Unbelievable. So. But we timed everything right. We staged the property, and she couldn't believe how we staged it. She goes, oh, my God, I don't even know if I want to sell this now. <laughs> so so we did great on that. So that was fantastic. If you want the same experience, call 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com. More to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. One more go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfie.com. Go online to the all-new RobGolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. Subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. You can also check them out on social media. Media, at Rob Golfie on Twitter and Instagram, like them on Facebook. Buying and selling during the winter. This is the latest blog on the Remax website. Um, we've talked about this in the past, but uh, now that we're into December, it's a good refresher for those who are kind of, you know, on the fence thinking about whether they should uh, pull the trigger, so to speak, uh, on uh, whether to buy or sell. Uh, inventory at this point of the year is uh, low. Very, very low. low. So yeah. buyers are motivated because, you know, there's only a certain amount of properties around. That, you know, for sure. 
like like we said earlier in the, in uh, in this show is that uh, uh, the best thing to do is try to take pictures before you put your uh, Christmas decorations up, and, yeah. we, and we just had that. Um, so we told him it, it, we had our photographers go in there. We staged it. Had our photographers go uh, scheduled in. I said then you can decorate after yeah. that because yeah. because we, we you know otherwise we'll reshoot the the uh, the house mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. in in the new year. But we we prefer to to shoot it without the decorations. But anything we list now. They'll probably have decorations. We'll reshoot the house again in in the, in the new year once it's all uh, all all gone. All put together. Yeah. But but uh, like yeah, right now inventory is low. Like inventory is low, and uh, you, you'll do well. I mean, there, there's two types of sellers right now. There's the sellers that you know they want to put it on the market, see if what they can get. If mm-hmm. they and if they price it right, they're going to get it. Now there's other uh, sellers out there. You know maybe the houses aren't in as good shape or or anything. Uh, the buyers may end up getting good deals on those ones. So it's just, uh, the, the, you know, you're, you're, there's less buyers to compete against, but there's also less homes. But but like I said, you got serious buyers looking and you got serious sellers selling. Right. So it's a good, they usually so make a match. It's good for both sides. Uh, no bidding wars. There is some a little yeah, bit. Is there? Yeah. Some, yeah. Not, it, it, it's dying, but there are. Not they're, as much as the spring or not, fall. Not right? as much as the uh, spring and uh, summer, but there's still some. If if it's priced right, you're going to get. There's people looking. You're going to get bidding wars. Some, sometimes bidding wars, you know, what we use, we used to use it as a reflect or a reflection on, on how the market is. Sometimes it's not the case. Now, you know, from my experience, a bidding war is just a pricing strategy, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you, you, you think that, you know, you price a property right, you know, you're not pricing it in terms of you know pricing it lower to and getting the bidding war, but you price it at market value, and then you get a bidding war. That I, I think that's a reflection of of either a, a really nice property that's in a high demand area or or a really strong market. The the bidding wars that we're experiencing right now, from from my experience alone, is people that are purposely pricing the property low in effort to 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 get that bidding war. Right in in 2017, that wasn't necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. We were pricing at, at what we thought was market value, and we were getting twenty, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars over asking or over the market value at, at the time what we thought. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit different narrative and a little bit different dynamic in terms of what we're experiencing. With bidding wars right now, I, I I don't necessarily say you know a bidding war is reflective of the market, but it's it's a pricing strategy. This is an interesting one. Leverage the season, so the emotions of the holiday season of Christmas <laughs> might you know have people buying and selling a little differently. Yeah, uh, and you know what they do. So what happens is. Sometimes people are driving by a neighborhood. They're going to visit friends or family. They see a house for sale on the street, and they're at the house, and they're having a good time. They're mm-hmm. having a few drinks and say, hey, this is a great neighborhood. And the neighbors come over, and, you know, they say, hey, hey neighbor, hey, neighbor, hey, right. neighbor. And all of a sudden, people are going, you know, I want to live in this neighborhood. Yeah, you know? yeah. Hey, there's Joe, there's a house for sale two doors down, <laughs> you know. I think it's, you know, people get caught up in their everyday life. You know, they're, they're you know, just the daily grind from, from going to work. And, and then when the weekend comes, the last thing you really want to do is, you know, go out and look at properties or look for properties. So, you know, the holidays allow everybody to kind of wind back, relax. And, and, you know, a lot of people have that downtime around the, around the house where they, where they're opening a magazine or opening a newspaper or just browsing online. And and all of a sudden it's, you know, you see a property you like, and now it's, you know, oh, wow, you know, we can make this work or, you know, what, you know, what's, what, what are the next steps? So it's, it's kind of getting that different exposure 
and just and just you know taking your time and, and winding down and, mm-hmm. and looking at at what's around you and, and and a lot of people like to pay attention to what the real estate market is or what's going on in the market and and you know whether it's just looking at properties that have sold in their own neighborhood or or looking at areas that they'd like to move to it's it's some people take the time to do that during the holidays we only got a minute for this but winter readiness in terms of shoveling your driveway if you're selling uh, knocking off icicles making the home not only presentable but safe as well Absolutely. Um, you don't want to have anybody come into your house and you're not shoveled or, or, or salted and all of a sudden they slip and fall. Uh, then, then you got other issues to deal with. You don't yeah. want to. You don't want to have a lawsuit on your hands. So no, just make sure you guys clear it all up. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, enjoy the uh, rest of the month, and we'll talk uh, next week when we join uh, Rob and Phil Golfie from uh, the uh, Golfie team. You can call them anytime at nine zero five five seven five seventy seven hundred. Follow us on Instagram. The handle is at Rob Golfie. That's it. I've been mentioning it all show. Yes. (laughs) Instagram, the Golfie team. Follow us on Instagram. Great stuff happening there as well. And online at robgolfie.com. You've been listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML.